The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. 2012, the dreaded year, is here. (laughs) Actually, before I introduce my guest, let let me tell you something about uh, this year and New Year's resolutions and... uh, and the dreaded year, um, you know, a, a lot of you, I'm sure, actually like myself to some degree, um, get jaded uh, making New Year's resolutions year after year, the same X number of pounds, the same uh, financial um, uh, challenges and that you're going to overcome, uh, the same, the same, the same, the same, same old, same old. And so it comes to the next, uh, December 31st, and it's like, oh my God, do I really have to, you know, go through this again and make resolutions that I'm probably not going to keep and then I'm going to feel depressed and disappointed in myself and so on? Well, I have the solution for you. This year, and it's been working for me so far, it's only, it's only the third, right? But it's been working. Um, this you can think of this year i mean yes you've all heard the rumors of you know 2012 the world is going to come to an end or at the very least there are going to be all these weather issues natural disasters of course wars well there's there's been wars every year uh but but worse wars um you know and so on lots of of these things really don't seem that far fetched after going through 2011 where there has been an increase in worldwide violence and and um, certainly there has been an increase in natural disasters and weather problems and so on and mass killings of animals i mean you know mass deaths of animals you know it's it's not really um such a large leap now but of course it's better to to believe those who say that 2012 is just going to be a spiritual awakening and not really anything bad. But whatever you believe, or maybe you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't believe any of it, it's all, you know, just a load of, you know what. Um, Still, there has to be a nagging little voice (laughs) in your ear saying, maybe, just maybe, this year is going to have all kinds of upheaval. Well, you can use that nagging voice to your benefit in making New Year's resolutions because um, instead of just making resolutions this year, you can make a bucket list. What if, you know, trick yourself into believing or consider for the time that you're making your list the fact that maybe 2012 is going to be the end of the world. Now, what things have you had on all your previous uh, New Year's resolution lists or 
just new New Year's resolutions that you want to make that you would like to have happen before the world comes to an end. There's, that puts a little more pressure on you to actually make these things happen now, happen in this year. And so um, you can look at the old list and see the things that you still want to do, still want to accomplish, and what got in your way in the past, and what can you do now to um, get these things out of your way. And, you know, for the new um, resolutions, new ideas, new goals that you have, just add them. And the interesting thing is that we really know, most of us know most of what we have to do, if not all of what we have to do, to achieve the things on our list. So, for example, to take a, a, you know, a common one, weight. I mean, less food in, more exercise out. Duh, it's not really complicated. You can pick all kinds of uh, diets and, or regimes, exercise regimes, all kinds of plans, ways to do it. But it's really, the basic concept is really pretty basic. And other things, you know, goals in your career. If you, you, you probably know most of what you need to know to get where you want. And if you don't know it, there are books, there are mentors, there are online courses, there are uh, psychotherapists to get your self-sabotaging out of your way, and so on. So you know where to go for help with whatever it is that you want to achieve. And so I would recommend for this year to turn it into a bucket list, which gives it a little more, um, little more force, and um, get these things done now. And one thing that that I can say that everyone can do, it takes, it'll take less than 15 minutes. You should put on your um, screensaver, change your screensaver, put a picture on your computer of your most important goal, the one that's dearest to your heart. So if it's, for example, finding someone to be in a relationship with, um, put a picture of a man and a woman walking on the beach, for example, in silhouette. Or put a picture of, you know, if you have a particular image of someone who you would like to be your partner. I don't mean necessarily, <laughs> I don't mean like Brad Pitt <laughs> or Angelina Jolie, <laughs> because that's kind of unlikely. But I mean, if, you know, a certain type, um, not that people should really go by types, you should be open to all kinds of people, but... But in any case, um, you know, that's why a silhouette might be good or just um, a heart or something like that. Something, or if it's some kind of career goal, put a picture of that. Or if it's money, put a picture of, of you know, $100 bills on your, on your desktop. Um, whatever it is, so that it's a quick thing to do. And whenever you sit down my, to your computer, you will be able, that's the first thing you'll see. You'll be visualizing this. So for many hours, you will be seeing this picture of the thing that is most dear to your heart, and that will unconsciously have an effect during the year to steer you to it. So now, um, going along in this same uh, theme today, new year, new life, you can make it happen, is my guest, Martone Williams. He is a, um, an everyman. I want you to think of him as someone who is just like you. He started with all kinds of struggles, and he has been year by year getting closer and closer to his dream, building his dream, accomplishing a lot as he goes along, and continuing to accomplish more and build uh, more of the life that he wants. 
And so um, he, his dream when he was a little boy, and he'll tell you all about how that came about, um, as many people's dreams, um, was to be, to be successful in the entertainment industry. Now, you know, you ask any little uh, girl or boy these days, and so many people, whether it's to be a ballerina or an actress or an actor or a producer or a director or, you know, a host or whatever, so many people start out having dreams of being in entertainment in some way or another. And, of course, since it's a very difficult career um, to, to rise in, um, a lot of people get, rejected and then get disappointed and just give up their dream somewhere along the way. And um, so I thought that Martone would be a fabulous person to illustrate for you. You know, your dream doesn't have to be in entertainment. It could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is. But he illustrates, is going to tell his story and illustrate for you how even in the face of great adversity, he went on to um, to build his dream. So, welcome to the show, Martone. Thank you, Dr. Carroll. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, why don't we start with, um, I don't know if you know, but I put people, my guests, on the couch, and of course that lends very well to, what, um, to your story and what we're talking about today. Start out with, um, once upon a time... <laughs> I was born um, into such and such a family in such and such a place and, and start out with, with how you got from, um, you know, where you started before you got to where you are now. Okay. Well, once upon a time, I was born in Lansing, Michigan, and I have a very large family. I have, like, um, my grandmother had ten kids. Wow. Yes, and um, all of us were basically just brought up like brothers and sisters, my cousins and I. Uh-huh. So there, there are quite a few of us that were certainly interested in becoming involved in the, in the entertainment business, but I was the only one that really took the initiative to, to really try to make it happen. The first time I ever appeared on TV, I was seven years old in a school play, and I loved that excitement. Um that it brought. And, I, you know, even looking back on it now, I remember a story that um, one of my aunts had told me that one day you're going to be performing in front of thousands and thousands of people. Hmm. Why did she say that? Did you used to, as a little kid, did you used to try to entertain your family? I, you know what? <laughs> I do remember these dance-off contests that we all used to have in, in the 1970s, just getting together and um, having a good time with one another. Maybe that's what she saw. Uh-huh, that you were particularly um, <laughs> entertaining or uninhibited or... Right. Uh-huh. Right. Or liked the attention, did particularly dramatic moves because you liked the attention. Probably so, and I think that I still do. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> but um, so, what was this play? It was a Christmas um, pageant. I can just remember it was like a, the Three Wise Men or something like that. Mm-hmm. And what did you play? You know, I, I just I remember 
not being in the lead role or anything, but I remember sing, being up in the choir singing as loud as I could at the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. So. Uh huh. Remember that, and it was just an awesome experience that I'll never forget. Now, it was particularly awesome because it took you out of some harsher realities. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, when I was about, from the ages of seven until I was about 15 years old, I had a bully that just taunted me each and every day in school, and he really made it difficult um, for me to go to school and obtain the education that I really needed. Um, there was a one time, one instance where, you know, he would chase me home every single day, and I just, I, I really didn't know why he had this uh, this anger or frustration towards me, you know, and then come to find out, you know, like years later, possibly he had a crush on me. I, had, I just couldn't, you know, really understand the reason why he did the things that he did. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, didn't your family do anything? Well, a lot of times I think what most kids do is, they, they keep it quiet. Yeah. They don't let people know that, you know, we're going through this. Um, one time I can remember that my mother showed up at school with his parents for, like, this parent-teacher conference to let them know. Oh, that wait, Mar- Martone, we need to stop there because I don't know if you can hear it, but that's the music signaling uh, that we need to take a break. But that's actually a great place because we're leaving everyone on a cliffhanger, <laughs> including me. <laughs> My guest is Martone Williams. We're talking about it being a new year, a new life, and you can make it happen. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Papasilli, radio to thrive by. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Martone Williams. Um, he is our everyman, an inspiration for you all to keep following your dreams, whatever they may be. Uh, his was building a career in entertainment. And we, when we left off, uh, we were talking about how Martone was um, bullied from the age of seven to fifteen, and, and this, this was when d- during the during what decade? The nineteen eighties. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so hmm, because I mean, I guess because it was interesting. You were saying that afterwards, you realized that this. How, how old was this bully? Uh, I think he was maybe a year or two older than me. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I guess in the 80s it was harder to talk about than it is today in any case. Right. Um, the concept of another guy, you know, I mean, yes, of course we all, you know, little girls are taught that when little boys mm-hmm. <laughs> bully you, throw snowballs at you. I, I was born and raised in New York, so it was boys throwing snowballs at me, and we were mm-hmm. taught, um, oh, well, that must mean they like you. But it really wasn't such a common thing to say to guys. Um, If a guy is bullying you, it's because he likes you. So anyhow, I was asking about what your family did, and before the break you were starting to say that your parents came into school and met with his parents? Yes. They all got together at a a uh, parent-teacher conference with the principal, and we, I had advised them what was going on, and, you know, it it seemed to to be settled at then at that point because uh, the guy's mother, he was... She really came down hard on him in front of all of us. So, but um, for some reason, you know, it, it it let up for like maybe a month or two. But then again, he was back at it each and every time. Hmm. So I remember one time when we had got to middle school, he would always be in the hallway. I'd be sitting in the classroom, calling my name, Marto. <laughs> you know, just. Huh. Talk to me. I I really never understood. I'm like, why is he doing this to me? Yeah. I just I I really didn't understand until years later. And the teachers. So that was kind of it. No. So you well, you were ashamed to I guess keep telling people that this was continuing to go on. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even the teacher had had played a, a process, uh, had played a part in that whole bullying thing because I remember. One time I was sitting in seventh grade English class, and um, the teacher would have, you know, one side of the room, the boys and the girls say one thing at, at one or another. And when she said, well, the girls say this and the boys say that, and when she yelled at the boys to say whatever it was, I didn't respond. And so she looked at me, she was like, Martone, you are a boy, aren't you? Mm. And the whole classroom just laughed, and I felt... Um, kind of ashamed mm-hmm. about that and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't tell either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. And this is Lansing, Michigan. This wasn't an easy town to grow up in, I presume. 
Well, I, it's, I think it was a lot easier to grow up than, say, Detroit, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I still had a lot of friends and family there. You know, most of my, my friends were female friends anyway, but that so, whole situation is just unbearable. So, um, did, now, that, the bullying started at 7, and your being in this Christmas play was at 7. Did the, which happened first? Uh, the bullying. Hmm. Okay. All right. So that was where, so you, you, you were in this play, it was, it was televised, and it was um, it brought you something it brought you something special some special feeling that uh-huh. was um, that was a welcome <laughs> that was a welcome bit of joy um, compared to the other things that you were dealing with uh-huh. and um, so is that when you what did you is that when you decided that you wanted to go in, into entertainment and and w- to be an actor, or you're doing more of the production? You know, I wanted to be involved in all of it. Um, it was about 13 years old. I was 13 years old when I came across an ad on uh, then Continental Cablevision's public access channel to produce your own uh, TV show. So I called down there to see about what I needed to do, and because I wasn't 18 at the time, um, my Aunt Barbara had signed me up for the classes, mm-hmm. signed myself and my cousin up for the classes. So um, I ended up completing the, the program, the eight, I think it was eight weeks of um, studying that program, and then we went ahead and started uh, throwing names around for the, the television show that we wanted to create. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Video Control was born. So it was a music video show that I did from the ages of 13 until I was about 27. And you were um, the youngest person to complete it? I was. I That's, was. That is pretty amazing at 13. So tell us about, I know you had some, uh, some people on, on your show, Video Control, that turned out to be, that, that is, we now know, <laughs> that turned right. became famous. Right. Uh, Will Smith. Uh, Queen Latifah, uh, the musical group In Vogue, and Vanilla Ice. You know, all of them were pretty big, but Will Smith and uh, Queen Latifah are still around today. So, that's, yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's an, and it's thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> I never really looked at it like that, but it's thanks to you putting them, starting them out. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should call in some favors, remind them. Right. <laughs> Do you remember I need video control? Do you remember way back when? <laughs> Let's come full circle, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Hmm. So okay, so that was a music video show, and um, and it became syndicated. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, we did uh, New York. City, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and Cincinnati, Ohio, only because I had friends living in those places, so what I would do is I would send them videotapes and have them take it up to their public access station, uh-huh. and the show was, it was pretty popular for a long time, for as long as I did it, but eventually, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do something else, and I started questioning whether this is something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and I, I really couldn't figure it out at that time. I was still 
questioning my own identity of who I was as a person. Um, did I want to be known as one of the Williams kids, or did I want to be known as Martone Williams? Mm. So I ended up uh, leaving the show in January of 2000, and I moved to Detroit, uh, Michigan, which is about um, uh, 90 miles west, I'm sorry, 90 miles east of Lansing. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did was I ended up finding a finding a job working for a company called Aero Uniform, and I worked there about for four or five years. And then, unfortunately, at that point, I was let go. But all the while, while I was there at Aero Uniform, I was itching to get back into television. And I guess around that time, nobody was really doing the public access thing anymore. So I just uh, went off into other things. I started modeling, um, writing for... Uh, Michigan Chronicle and the Michigan Front Page. So that was something that was very therapeutic for me. I, I wrote uh, a relationship and sex column. Hmm. Yeah, and it was pretty popular there. Hmm. And, yeah, I could never really find the exact type of job that I wanted to do in the, the media, even if I would, you know, try to get in as a um, an intern or a gopher or something like that, it was still really hard. And I think mainly it was about all about who you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ended up working for a nonprofit agency called the Ruth Ellis Center, which is an LGBT organization out of, um, out of Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So all, all the while, while I was there, I, I had the opportunity to still use the skills that I obtained with um, video production and photography and writing. So I'm very grateful for my my boss at the time, Grace McClelland, who um, allowed me to to use my my skills and gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. And then um, from there we ended up going, well, my partner had lost his job. um, Well, not lost his job, basically displaced. They were closing down his department, so we ended up, uh, he had to find another job within the company, so we ended up moving down to t- Dallas, Texas. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so from, you know, that point, I just, I really started, I, you know, I hated to leave the Ruth Ellis Center, but um, I think, you know, moving to Texas was the best move that ever happened to me. I, um... Ended up finding a job about two months after I moved here. But all the while, still working for other people really wasn't suiting me very well. So I really decided that I wanted to get back into television. But, you know, no one had ever given me any opportunity to uh, make it on my own, so I had to create an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I created Industry Review. um, That. We had our first season in November of 2010, and... Um, well, actually, wait a second. Um, but before that, you founded, well, just a couple of things that um, I want to be sure that you mention. Um, mm-hmm. When you were in Detroit, before you went to Texas, right. uh, you, were in, you went to the Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just skipped <laughs> all over that. I did. I did. I, it was an eight-month eight grueling program. You know, 
five nights a week from 6 to 10.30 p.m., uh, Monday through Friday. And um, that was really hard. Uh, you know, definitely I learned the, the, the whole work at the, as, you know, working with a team. I, I never had that before. Even when I did the, my own public access um, video show, I always did everything by myself. So I met a lot of wonderful people there. Um, that assisted me with my with my career and helped me become the person that I am today, such as uh, Dick Kernan, who is over the, the student um, body. Mm-hmm. And okay. that was a, it. Was an awesome experience. What we did there is we produced um, television programs, um, uh, commercials, and you know, working. Or going to school at Spec Towers, we really did become a family, and mm-hmm. some of us are still close today. Mm-hmm. Okay, we need to take another break, but yes, I, I wanted you to be sure to mention that because I think it's important to to m- explain that um, school. You know, you mm-hmm. put you put it, you paid your dues. The public access producers course, and then this uh, broadcast school, and so on. It's it's one thing to have a dream; it's another thing to actually study and uh, and learn the craft. We do need to take another break. My guest is Martone Williams. We're talking about having a new year, a new life, and how you can make it happen, too. Uh, You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, giving you some inspiration by having my guest, Martone Williams, tell you his story of coming from adversity to um, follow his dream. And we were talking about his getting lost 
for seven years approximately after leaving um, his really successful show, public access show, where he had the likes of Will Smith and Queen Latifah and so on. He gave them their start. <laughs> you need to have that as a, on your um, cards or website as, you know, <laughs> Martone <laughs> Williams, um, who gave Will Smith, Queen Latifah, etc., their start. Um, and then he took a hiatus um, to find himself, and it's so interesting because as he was kind of telling us about that in the last segment, he kind of got lost, just like he got lost in real life <laughs> during that time, um, which wasn't, you know, which was sort of a difficult time in, its, in itself, um, and especially one where you were missing being in the entertainment industry. So, um, so before you left for Texas, you um, went to the Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts, and you were talking about that and gaining, you know, of course that. Um, kind of inspired you again to to get back into it um, and gave you some of the tools to get back into it. And it was right. around that time that you founded Enotram Entertainment, which, folks, I, I must admit, it just took me it took me up until a few minutes before the show started to realize that Enotram was Martone backwards. Um, he said that he was inspired by Oprah, who founded Harpo Productions. Um, I was trying to figure out what mine would be, Elorac. That doesn't sound very good. Um, <laughs> it was Enotram uh, Entertainment. And um, and you can tell us now what you've been doing under those auspices and leading up until, you know, the road still wasn't smooth because uh, just, what, uh, about a month ago he had a near-death experience. So bring us up to that point. Okay, well, I have... Like I said, I created Industry Review, the web series, back in November of 2010. And so, you know, the first season didn't, didn't go very smoothly. I was still trying to get into my groove of uh, producing and directing and everything. So, again, I took a break, and I decided to come back later on last summer uh, with Industry Review. I had came across a young man by the name of Lamont Hicks, uh, who did these excellent videos for Janet Jackson. So I asked him, I said, hey, you know, I have a theme song. I would like to, for you to put some videos together for this song. And he was like, sure, you know, I'll go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, I was still kind of um, considering whether or not, um, you know, to start the radio program over again. And then um, because of my whole situation, with my back, it really wasn't all that well. It kind of gave me the ability, because I was missing so much work, to stay home to be able to get involved with doing the radio program again. So that's how that all started. So I had three major different things going on. My, my health issues with my back, the, um, the web series, and the radio program. Mm -hmm. So I started doing the the radio program, again, at the end of August this year, my first guest on that show was an odd dot, which is a uh, 2011 Latin Grammy Award nominee. And, you know, the first thing, you know, I was like, well, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do radio because TV is my first love. But, you know, I, I find that I really enjoy that immensely. And so from then on, you know, we started booking legendary uh, peoples like C.C. Peniston, Curtis Blow, um, up-and-coming groups like Black Stacks. So it was, all, it was really taking off, and I was just really surprised about how far 
I've come in such a short period of time, and to me, that was like God saying, yes, this is your time. I will go ahead, and I'll bless you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I felt about it. But, you know, still, I was experiencing, even though I was still having a great time doing all those interviews and everything, and maintaining a full-time job, I was still experiencing issues with my back. And there was one month, uh, one morning in July when I woke up, and I could barely walk. And so come to find out, I had like a three-slip disc. Hmm. Yeah. They were pressing up against the nerves, so that that had um, prohibited me from walking for like a week and a half. I was still able to get around, but it was more so like I was moving like a man like three times my age. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I went to the doctors, um, and they had advised me that you may need to have surgery because you have you also have arthritis in your in your uh, in your joints. So we had scheduled the surgery for June. I'm sorry for December first, and I went along to have the thing, which was supposed to be a simple outpatient surgery where they can burn off the nerve that was causing the pain, and I was put under uh, sedation. Uh, before I went into to the operating room, they told me that, well, you, we don't have to give you that much of that drug, propofol, uh, because you have been pretty inconsistent with the, the pain medication that you're taking. So once I get in there, I, you know... I could see the the drugs dripping down the vial and everything into the um, into the IV into the IV. So I went ahead and uh, I just I passed out. Next thing I know that I remember is waking up in 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 my hospital bed. I was really it felt like I was really trying to fight. To stay alive, you know, I was—I felt like I was hovering over my body, uh, trying to like wake up, Marton, wake up. You have so much to live for. You—you hmm. you cannot, you know, leave this earth without accomplishing your dreams. So, um, at that moment, I—I—I I, I woke up, and the the doctors had explained, or the nurse had explained to me, I had something called laryngeal spasm. If I'm uh-huh. saying that correctly, and which is, you know, basically brought on by the the use of that anesthesia, which was propofol. Hmm. And and um, I mean, and had the had she or doctors realized that you were uh, on the edge, <laughs> that you were. They did, and they said when when I came out of it, they were like, "You scared the hell out of us. Uh-huh. You really did." Yes, and hmm. uh, you know, I was sitting there. I was very emotional. I was crying because I knew what had happened. And a friend of mine, his name is Chad Burleson, uh, who happens to be the co-host of uh, Industry Review, um, told me that I looked very pale, like I had, you know, lost all color or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like I looked like I was dead. Mm-hmm. So, and and that was the feeling that I had. You know, and the, so how has that changed? So that was a month ago. So how has that changed uh, you in this past month? 
Well, I'm I'm definitely. I've always had the 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 energy and the drive to go after what it was that I want, and now I'm I'm certainly I'm more determined about living my dreams and accomplishing all the goals that I set forth for myself for this year and for the rest of my life. I felt like I really I don't have the the time to waste another minute, and I'm just always up each and every day early. I go to bed late and I wake up early to make sure that everything is supposed to be the the way that it is when it comes to doing um, both shows, the Chad Report, Industry Review, in the mix, and as well as creating that website. I'm just, I'm more determined to live out my dreams, to inspire other people, to help people along the way as they have helped me. Uh-huh. And that's what, um, I mean, is is that what, well, well, tell us a little bit about the different kinds of programs that you're doing. Well, the Chad Report, that's a program that's basically it's a news program. Uh, he delivers uh, sports, uh, politics, and entertainment news, and I'm on there as his co-host, and I give like a comical um, uh, response to <laughs> everything that he has to say from politics to, to entertainment. Uh-huh. And Industry Review in the Mix is a... Um, it's an interview program, but we also play music from uh, house music to R&B and pop music. We've had uh, a lot of wonderful guests on there that just come on and uh, promote their their projects. And I love the idea that what we do is um, give the up-and-coming artists a platform to display their musical talents or acting. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've had um, Kate Linder from The Young and the Restless, Linder, and yes. uh, Crystal Takia, Crystal Kama, Kama, from I'm butchering that name. How, how, how yeah. do you say it? Takia Crystal Kima. Okay. From In Living Color, Cosby, and That's So Raven. Yes. And um, and you've mentioned some of the others. Um and, yeah, I know Kate because uh, for 10 years I was the um, psychiatric script consultant to Young and the Restless and also Bold and the Beautiful. Really? Wow. <laughs> I had no so, idea. Yes, I won three Emmys for my work on Young and the Restless, uh, part of the writing team. So the writing team won three Emmys. Wow, that is fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, um Okay, and now at the in the last segment, we're going to give people, um, of course, the website, ad- whatever website addresses you would like to give, and um, and presumably they can contact you also. Like, if there is an up and coming um, actor or musician or something, would you like them to contact you? Absolutely, and it's you know it's all um, different types of entertainment. It's not just uh, acting or singing or dancing. It's uh, for sports as well. Uh huh. For basketball, football, all that. So it, we're definitely open to that. Okay, that sounds good. Um, boy, it's interesting. You know, of course, propofol, you were talking about that. We know what happened. <laughs> Michael Jackson wasn't as fortunate as you to have uh, woken up, but then again, he wasn't being uh, tended to um, by a team of doctors and medical professionals. He was left in his room alone. Right, I remember that, and you know, I remember exactly what it, where I was when I heard about it, and I, I'm very saddened about that. 
and I thank God every day that I wake up. And when I go to sleep, you know, thank you for allowing me to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all should be uh, saying that each day. Well, we have one more segment with my guest, Martone Williams. He is every man. Um, I hope you've been finding this inspiring. I certainly have. It's so typical of what of, of so many of the struggles that we all go through. I mean, you know, whether it's maybe we all <laughs> didn't get propofol, but we certainly all have dealt with some of the same kinds of uh feeling lost, and so on, that Martone has. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Martone Williams. He is inspiring you to overcome whatever adversities you have in your life to reach your dreams. This is the new year. You can make a new life for yourself. You can make it happen. I was t- talking at the beginning of the show about um, about uh, making New Year's resolutions this year. Uh, it's the same thing as a bucket list. So you feel pressured to get things done. And when you think about what Martone has been talking about, um, being bullied from age 7 to 15, feeling ashamed about it, not wanting to uh, keep telling people about it, not really getting much help <laughs> from the people around him, and yet, um, it's interesting, 7 to 15, and, you know, it's, it's interesting how things happen in our lives to all of us if we only open our eyes to them. You know, things, the universe puts things in our path that are, that are things um, to help us, to, to um, help us follow our dreams. For, so, for example, not only, not, no sooner had Martone begun being bullied, but um, that was the same age, 7, when he was cast in a television um, televised version of the Christmas play at his elementary school that he was in, and um, and and that gave him his lifelong uh, desire to do something in the entertainment industry, and he has been doing numerous things. But you know, it's interesting. Seven to fifteen was the bullying, and yet at thirteen he signed up for this uh, public access access producers course that also um, set him further on his way. 
And so, you know, these things really, he saw an ad. I mean, how many people see the same ad for that kind of thing or, or other kinds of opportunities and don't follow up on it, tell themselves, oh, no, I'd, I wouldn't be good at that. What's the point? What's the use? I'd never be able to be a television producer or whatever it is that you want to be. I mean, we're just using uh, the entertainment industry because it's his example. But, you, you know, you need to be um, alert to all of these things that the universe is putting in your path and um, that you're passing up. And you shouldn't be passing up these things in 2012. Make yourself, make that be one of your firm resolution slash bucket list items. So we're up to today um, where Martone is, has just launched um, December 31st. It is still in the process of being launched, uh, a website called industryreview.com, which is uh, the industry review is spelled R-E-V-U-E. Com. And tell us about what that's all about. Well, Dr. Carol, it's really basically the first social media networking site that will enable talented professionals to connect with other industry leaders and enthusiasts. Um, you, the individual, can go on there and build a profile, add photos, videos, and music, join groups and chat with others. Um, we'll have job postings, audition listings, Entertainment law tips, record labels, uh, managers, sports scouts, modeling agencies, and film companies, and exclusive events. Just yesterday, we had a, a casting uh, agency out of um, New York City join the website. So they're they're always looking for new faces, fresh faces to go there. We also have people that aspire to be an actor or a model or dancer that are joining the site each and every day. So the thing, the whole thing about that is the site was made for people to collaborate with one another. Uh, just recently, not long ago, over a month ago, I was talking to a, a uh, um, Internet friend of mine out of North Africa who wanted to connect with some of the guests that I had on, on the program to collaborate with them on on some music on African techno. Mm. And so he wanted to know how could he do that, how could he get in contact with them. So I put the two of them together, and um, I'm not sure if anything has come of it as of yet, but they're definitely considering the idea of working together. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- we're all about helping people um, collaborate. So, you know, just last night I sent out an email to all of the members Letting them know that these are the type of people that are that you're joining this um, website with. It's an exclusive group of people. Mm-hmm. Why not get connected and make your own dreams happen? I can give you the tools, but I can't, you know, hold your hand. You have to go ahead and go for it yourself. Make it happen. Yes, absolutely. So this is like a mini Facebook for the entertainment industry. Yeah, what we like to call it is if LinkedIn and MySpace had a baby, it would be industryreview.com. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, you're able to do everything that you can do on both of those sites. You know, like I said, upload videos and, and music or whatnot. Uh-huh. Well, so it's like you're giving back. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's like you wish that something like this would have been around when you were first starting to break in. Absolutely. 
you know, I, I basically I've had to uh, fight my <laughs> way up the ladder to be able to get where I am today. And even with creating the website, there was a struggle behind that, too. There were a lot of two weeks ago, or actually three weeks ago today, it was actually an idea. The following day, I decided to say, let's go ahead and let's go for it and build <clears throat> the website. And uh, a good friend of mine, Spud Williams, who is the co-creator of the website, um, had been working tires tirelessly we've been work, staying up 24 hours a day with uh, sometimes you know we get some rest with very little sleep to pull this off and just people were telling us no you can't do this you need at least 45 days to make the site happen um some people even tried to price gouge us hmm. um yeah but you know with the help of matt thompson of uh, can9software.com we were actually able um, to pull this website off, and he is responsible for everything that you see on that website with making it work. And I'd also like to um, say that DJ Lesniak um, from Relevant Made, he was very honest. You know, he, he said, Martone, I don't think we can do it. We don't know that platform. Why don't you just um, uh, go ahead and... Um, take the 30-day process, but I was like, no, we can't do that because the information is already out there that the site will be available mm. by September 31st. Mm -mm. Huh. And, of course, you were pushed to make that happen after your near-death experience. Right. It kind of goes back to, we have gone full circle because it goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show with 2012, telling ourselves that um, that it's this year or never, you know, um, that that we need to get that that because it is because there are these um, rumors, stories, whatever you depending upon what you believe, you call it something different, but um, there is this possibility <laughs> that the world right. is not going to be the same um, in after 2012. So it just makes us feel more energized, or we can use that thought. To make ourselves more energized to get these things done now. Right, definitely. I've always been a great believer in um, making the impossible happen, and and a positive thinker as well. I know that my co-host <laughs> likes to tease me about me being uh, uh, I, I can't remember the name that he calls me right now, but he <laughs> he definitely says Martone is one of the most positive uh, people that I know and I think you know I I need to be around or surround myself with those type of people mm -hmm. because the, the just having negative people around you will not help you attain your goal because if you allow yourself you can just seep into that negative thinking that way of thinking and then you'll never accomplish anything with your your dreams or your career yes that's a very good point um to to mention because it is true that you know you can have dreams but then a lot of times when people have dreams and I'm sure you experience this it it um, threatens other people because right. um, you know other people family friends lovers whatever are afraid that if you achieve your dreams that then you won't want to be with them you won't want to pay attention to them you won't love them as much you won't care about them as much you'll be off. Um, be following your dream. And so a lot of people, um, consciously or unconsciously, will sabotage their so-called friends, 
um, from following their dreams because it's really being scared and also because they feel they can't follow their own dreams. So they don't want other people showing them up by achieving it because then that will mean that they could have reached their own dreams. Well, we we need to... Um, I hear the closing music here. I want to give out the uh, website again. It's industryreview.com. That, that's industryreview.com. Please go to that. Check it out if you uh, want to connect with these kinds of people, um, or you want to, and you want to connect with Martone. Um, go to that website and do that. And Martone, thank you for um, joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. Um, and all of, for all of you, I hope that this was um, an inspiration for you. He, he had his own private struggles, and whatever your struggles are, you can overcome them too. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you, Dr. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 